is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed. And England win on penalties. History in itself. You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in NBA, but they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, watch you take your pants off. Balls are hot. I understand. Come on, check it quickly, Reggie! Yes, Max. No one is in the fucking universe. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get the Hello and welcome to episode 163 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Sean Shoot all the way in sunny Australia, assuming it is sunny. Um, well, it's at night now, isn't it? So it's not sunny currently. Well, that's right. warm Australia. Warm Australia, yes, yeah. Although it did rain today. It's been raining the last few days, but, but still, yeah, it's still like 20, 25, 30 degrees. Oh, so I wouldn't be able to cope with that. This is, I did tweet out yesterday that there wasn't going to be a podcast. So this is like one of those good surprises, like when your mum says you're having a normal dinner and then you pull into the turn in for McDonald's and not the bad surprise, like in uh, Big Daddy, <laughs> where they waste a good surprise. So <laughs> I'll see it come up get... in their feed and think, Who's, what, ooh, what's this? Exactly. I wasn't expecting this. So if the quality sounds any less than usual which in a weird way i hope it does or i've been doing something wrong um we are doing this over skype i haven't somehow got on a plane just to do a podcast i'm sick of you why have you said that why don't you say this every time we do a we do a podcast why can't you just why can't you just let them imagine that we're in the same room or yeah let them imagine that you did fly over because we're both in we're both in self-quarantine because you flew over here because if the quality has got slightly worse, I don't want people to listen to this for the first time. You might bring in a different audience. I think this is the standard they should expect. I usually like to have it <laughs> more crisp. Okay. So I thought I'd treat it like any other podcast. So I do have some news headlines for us. And then we'll get into the news, which is probably, well, worldwide. So we'll get into that after a bit about why you've decided to go halfway across the world and we'll kind of freewheel it like we usually do. What well, do you mean news of the week? You've got news of the week yeah, headlines. I've got news okay. of the week. Okay. Japanese students hold graduation ceremony in Minecraft amid school cancellation. <laughs> oh, that's good. The Wu-Tang Clan would like to remind you to wash your hands and protect your neck. I think that People one might be lost on me. Not a Wu-Tang Clan guy, clearly. I'm not a Wu-Tang Clan guy now. Suspects in Las Vegas wore hazmat suit and sprayed 13 people with clear liquid in Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) 
alcohol-free sanitizer given to prisoners p- to prevent them from making moonshine. <laughs> what? I did think I did I did think about this, like how are prisons affected by this? Like it's just a mass a mass amount of people in, in there. But if it does make well, yeah, it, I'd also yeah. support that. But then if you got like guards and stuff, and they're all going to be walking around, and they're going to be yeah. going, yeah. Unless everyone's just in um, what's it called like uh, lot. What's it called when you're? Well, they're, well yeah, lot, they're in, in their own self isolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Solitary confinement. That's the word I was thinking of. I'll say for the behalf of everyone now, you you are sniffing right into the mic. No, it's just in your it's just in your it's head. Not, it's not it very is. loud. It's very loud. <laughs> One in four French men wear dirty underpants. Don't know who's answered in that poll, but <laughs> UK How sewage. Why has that randomly come out? I don't know. UK sewage system in danger of gridlock from the coming corn on the cob onslaught. Why is there a corn on the cob onslaught? I don't know. <laughs> Who's, don't... Who are the people that stop piling corn on the cob? <laughs> I don't know, but this one's actually from the Guardian, so you'd hope it's a bit more uh, legit. That's a Guardian news story. Yeah. Jesus. Can masturbation help prevent COVID nineteen? <laughs> that's the headline I don't have the answer <laughs> well you could say it does There's ISIS, an argument tell, ISIS tells terrorists to steer clear of coronavirus stricken Europe <laughs> I don't even know why that's funny but for some reason <laughs> that made me laugh well you'd think a lot of them aren't going to be coming back anyway so you'd think the no, so like, their worries yeah exactly they're not going over there for a holiday are they yeah, strange decision that. Let's have a little look. Lockdown Italians sing from balconies and dance the Macarena. <laughs> Some of those videos. The Cheryl the Cole one. Did you say there were other yeah. ones as well? Yeah. I haven't I seen too Katie many other ones. Perry, but... I think Katy Perry was caught. Someone caught that weird Arsenal Twitter account claiming they were singing uh, We've Got Ertzil. I don't know why <laughs> anyone would ever be doing that. Let alone when they're all quarantined in their houses, we stand on their balconies chanting, we've got this. Oh, amazing. Hindu group offers cow urine in a bid to ward off coronavirus. I mean, a lot of these headlines are what we're going to be getting into later, but... Cow urine? Yeah. This, what was that meant to you, do? Uh, well, you see, if, if you look back during the pod... Um, this, I'm assuming it's the same Hindu group. They seem to offer cow urine anytime there's any emergency in the world. They just have that as what's going to solve things. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, uh, there's a, uh, you know, the arcade machines, the ones with the little crane that you go and get the thing in there. Um, where you're like, you have a joystick on the outside and you're meant yeah. to get, like, get a bear or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, this uh, arcade in Florida has decided, why should we have it stacked with iPhones and things in there when they can obviously save money? So they've put toilet roll and hand sanitizers and things in with the crane instead. So for people to fish for that, I've put all the money in there. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or if that's bad from them. You could you could argue both sides of that. Saving money, I suppose. Yeah. Virus-related sports cancellations leave little to bet on. 
I saw we think we saw the tweet with people betting on the weather. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't actually looked at any betting apps. Well, obviously my UK ones don't work over here, but um, and most of the time, the only time I've bet over here is when I've been in the pubs where they have um, where yeah. they have like book bookies slot machines and, and bookies in there. Yeah, yeah. Although there is a there is a bar like just down the street for me, so I might go in there and see if there's anything. Yeah, anything that I can bet on. Who in the pubs? Have you have you been having a bet? Oh, that's a headline to cut off there. Um, no, there's been nothing on. So, obviously, I was okay. in the races, which we'll get into, but no, yeah, yeah. I'm not there since then. Who in the post? Real estate agent Grant Tucker loses bid to keep hearing a secret. What? what? To keep... Who in the post? Who in the post? Yeah. Posting poo. <laughs> poo? Oh, poo in the yes. post. Who in the post? <laughs> so tell, tell me for again so poo in the post so this guy has been posting poo and uh, <laughs> he he was fighting to keep his uh, court case a secret after he's been caught but it's uh, they've blocked his uh, case to keep it quiet and so now oh, the whole right, world okay. knows he's in court being put on trial <laughs> because he poos in the post <laughs> there's something so funny about the word poo well, I don't know if I put it in the group chat with you in I think you found it funny before that I like watching Nothing to Declare which is a great program <laughs> it's just such that's just trashy TV it's no not, one watches Nothing to Declare I've got it on my series link again that's another level as well I don't understand why you have series link for something like that and the same well, with got- Jeremy Kyle like all those shows are always on I've I mean, got Jeremy more of an issue anymore, with but... it that I, it doesn't say like which series or episode it is before you play it, so I'm constantly having to fight against repeats that I've already seen before, so that's how much nothing to declare I've watched. But anyway, this this whole case was mental because they stopped this guy, basically, he was on his way through because uh, basically the smell coming from his bags, they didn't know what it was. And I don't know if he's just the stupidest uh, like smuggler or if he just had to go before he got on the plane, but he had like six tins of like chocolate in his bag that obviously weren't filled with chocolate. He'd had, I think it was 245 pellets of heroin inside him and he'd shit them out. And rather than like wash them off or anything, he just put them straight in this tin. And so they obviously still had like bits of shit on them. So the way he got caught was the smell coming from his suitcase with all the shit. And then obviously they opened it up and were like, what the hell is this? Oh, imagine though, imagine, <laughs> imagine there was no heroin involved though and it was just shit. Well, the imagine thing was- that if they opened it up. The guy seemed like offended at first, and they asked if he'd shit himself. Like he was, <laughs> like because he hadn't shit himself, he was like, "Look, if I've got to get caught for this, I, I get caught for this." But as long <laughs> as people know I've not shit myself here. Uh, amazing. You see, um, in France, they had to put out a statement saying that cocaine won't cure the coronavirus. Surely not. Yeah, I think why does anyone is... think it would? 
(laughs) (laughs) The headline, how NYC strip clubs are handling the coronavirus outbreak. How are they handling it? I don't know. I saw a tweet from someone saying they were going to go to the strip club, but just sit there and watch for no money because they don't want to affect the strippers with dirty money. So (laughs) they're doing the ethical thing. (laughs) I think that is about it as far as... Oh, actually, we've got another headline which tells us, so strip clubs giving away free masks, hand sanitizer due to coronavirus. So there you go. Respect to them, doing their part. So that's the news of the week taken care of. So, I mean, there really is plenty for us to get into. The, the, the main issue would normally be the fact that we are technically a, like a sports podcast and there's no sport for us to cover. So we're going to have to <laughs> freewheel things. So I thought we'd take this opportunity. I think this is the first time we've had you on since uh one well, yeah since you went over to uh the other side of the world first of all i guess uh how's things uh well it's a strange time over here as it is well as it is where you are and it is as it is everywhere else as well um but in general okay into a flat now and that one that's one thing to talk about after living in a hostel for five months um sharing a room with nine other people for five months, not having a wardrobe, not having drawers, having to live out of a bag. Uh, and you, the amount of characters that you see in that time as well, the amount of people right. that... If, if, we, if we start with the hostels then, because uh, yeah, I'm sure 90% of people, well, maybe not 90, but a lot of people aren't going to have stayed in one or certainly not by choice in everyone is going to probably have the same questions. So first of all, what is the weirdest person you've had to share a room with? Uh, weirdest person. The weirdest, I'll say one while I try and think if there's another one, but there was this guy that came in and, and bear in mind, most of the people, so most people travel the, um, like the East coast of Australia on, on a bus. Usually it's called a ground bus, but there's like other companies as well. Um, so, Generally, you've got to walk from like place to place. If it drops you off a bus station, then you walk to your hostel and etc. So you, normally, most people have kind of two bags mainly. Um, yeah. But this guy, this was in Cairns when I first, um, one of the first hostel I was in. And again, it, it was quite surreal because we were in a 12-bed dorm, but for some reason, no one was in there. It's just me and this one guy sharing the, 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 the room. Um, and he had, he didn't have any backpacks. Uh, at all he just had large carrier bags and he had so he had one like massive one like you know that you get in ikea if you've seen one of those angelina on the first season of jersey shore (laughs) i can't remember that that reference but but maybe she had Um, bags okay so yes i had one like big ikea bag and then there was like no exaggeration like 10 to 15 just carrier bags and then they all had like random stuff in. So it, it wasn't even, um, you know, organized. It wasn't like he had one carrier bag with his wash stuff. There'd be in one bag, there would be uh, like mouthwash and then a trainer, a couple of socks, uh, some food. And then that was the whole, the whole thing. And then, and then also he put them all on his bed. So he was sleeping. Like at one point I looked up, he's sleeping in the day. And so he's got this massive Ikea bag uh, at the bottom and then he's asleep underneath the covers. And then all of the bags 
are just on top of him, like while he sleeps, like fifteen bags. Um, how, and then so he how, was very strange. How trustworthy do you have to be to go to sleep with eight other people that you have no clue who they are, knowing that yeah, you are completely a, helpless? It's a hard um, thing, but again, it's one of those things that once you've stayed in the room, say if you've stayed there for a fair amount of time, then then you get more comfortable. You can always tell if someone's quite new to uh, new to traveling or, or new to hostels when they come in, and then you know they lock up everything like they put because you have you have lockers a lot of the time, um, so people have like a. Um, a padlock where they put all their stuff in every time they leave the room and etc. But then once you're all like in there for three days, you realize that's just not sustainable. Um, you never yeah. do that because it's too much effort. So in general, you're fine, but you, I guess you do have to be trusting because, um, but it's almost kind of like safety in numbers. You'd almost be less trusting if you're in a room with three people. Um, cause it's 10 people. Like it's rare that no one's in the room. So like if you yeah. wanted to just steal something or take someone, you don't know whose it is. And if that person's friends with that person and et cetera. So normally you can quite be safe by that. Um, and then there's other, there's other times when there's people. So I was in um, the Gold Coast where there was this guy the whole time I was there. He was just in his pajamas all day, just on his laptop, like all day. Um, like be, when I'd wake up, he'd be doing it. When I'd come back in from wherever I'd been, he'd be there again. I was like, what are you doing like, why are you here? Why are you in a hostel? Why are you in this place if you're just inside all the time doing that? Um, and then you also get times where people are on different um, sort of wavelengths. So obviously some people live in a hostel when they're working. Um, so you'll get people who, you know, go to bed at like a normal time. But then at the same time that they're trying to get some sleep, you'll have people who have just come in and they're going out because you can go out every night of the week. It's like, a, you know, you're at uni, you've got yeah. student nights and backpacking nights. So... I had to do that when I was working, when I first started, when I had to save up for a deposit for a, um, for a flat. So I was trying to sleep and then you have like 18 to 22 year olds going to a paint party that night. So like it's, everyone's always on like different, um, different wavelengths. Um, if, yeah. If I had someone from the hostel on this Skype call with me now and said to them, <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst thing about sharing a hostel with Sean Shoot? What would they say? Uh, what would they say? I mean, I know what I think they'd say, but what do you think <laughs> they'd say? Possibly could be what you think they might say. Which is? Maybe that might be it. I'm not going to say what you think they might say, um, but I probably think it is what you think they might say. The smell. Uh, <laughs> no that wasn't what i was thinking you were gonna say what were you f- <laughs> no that was what i thought you were gonna say <laughs> um if i didn't say that then you're uh, snoring no i like to leave i don't snore oh that is one thing to get on like when someone snores that is the absolute worst there's been I so i mean no one no one no one is bad actually there's one guy that was possibly bad as bad as you if not worse and then when that happens it's just like you can't you just can't get to sleep at all and then it's just a constant and and also because like for example if we've gone away or somewhere then one of us can wake you up or or hit you but when you're in a hostel you don't know the person then obviously (laughs) you can't do that so everyone's just 
everyone else is woke up from it as well. And then everyone's just kind of like saying, oh, for fuck's sake, or sighing, or touching, and you can't actually. Who it's come from. Uh, you could, potentially you could, yeah. But then I guess it depends where they are. Like if they're, because the room dynamic, if you're, depends what situation, what position you're in, because you might not be able to hit him. And you could hit someone else. And then sometimes that's part of it as well. You don't know where it's from. Like if there's a room where it's pitch black and there's 10 beds, say, um, sometimes it's not easy to figure out who it is. So you're getting worked up because I can hear your mic rocking around here. You must be shaking <laughs> out getting into this. Well, right, some other. Some other key questions. Um, okay. Assuming if you're sharing a room, then you're going to share in a bathroom. That'd be weird if you had your own bathroom, but I'd share a room. Um, yeah. Yeah. How of. savage is that? Um, well, it it depends. So some have, um, so some will have like a, a one bathroom in there. So there'll be one bathroom that you have to share with, say, the 10 people. Uh, or they'll have blocks. So like the most, the one I stayed most time in is quite nice considering a hostel, but so that one, they have blocks on like each floor. So if you on the seventh floor, then everyone that's seventh floor has like a shower block that you go into. So then that's, that's not too bad. That's kind of like, um, you know, the toilet you would have in a, in a ear or like a gym or something like that. So that's all right. But then, yeah, when it's one where it's an ensuite, which I think if you hear it, you'd think the ensuite might be better. But yeah, that's when it's a bit, um, yeah, savage because you have 10 people trying to share one toilet slash shower. And then you have like hair everywhere and it's dirty and people use each other's shower gel. Shower gel is the one thing that just goes straight away. Like I had to buy, I had to buy, because you know, from muscle memory, you obviously leave the shower gel in the shower. Whenever you do it, I had to buy Probably shower gel. Every, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. No, as in, you know, well, no, well, what I mean is that, as in, yeah, I know what you, you mean. It's just stuff yeah, the yeah. phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I had to buy shower gel like three times because then I just left it in the shower, then realized 10 minutes later and it was gone because people just take it. Um, so that's something that people take. Um, it's this weird. People have a, moral dilemma with certain yeah. there's certain things they would never take but like things like shower gel mouthwash deodorant that kind of thing people will take um so yeah how quickly does the wall get broken down where you realize that birds are shitting in there as well like you <laughs> see one of them leave and you've got to go in after and you think that's not there from the person before them <laughs> I've never really, I haven't had too many times where that's happened. Um, but I imagine it probably breaks down quite, I imagine that happens quite quickly. Cause in the shower blocks, um, that I talked about, there's a male and female. Uh, obviously in the yeah. ensuite one, it's, it's just the one, but I don't know, that hasn't happened, but I imagine that that's probably kind of pretty being clear. In a shared one, have you ever thought anyone is less fit after walking in the toilet after them? Yeah, yeah, I imagine. But then again, the, the hospitals will probably put you in that situation anyway because you yeah. see people all all the time um there's a there's another question then so uh, 10 people in a room together we can only assume what goes on so there's there's two parts here first of all i mean i can ask you directly and other people are people tugging in a room with nine other people in there uh i'm sure people are are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. 
there's too much risk involved in that. So you, you haven't had any horrible experience hearing someone else? Uh, not in a not in a room, no. I had a horrible experience of hearing someone else in that shower block to in the toilet. So the toilets, there's like six toilets. And then and then the worst thing is the way the like, kind of angle of the light is that it wasn't less of... It was, you could kind of hear it, but I could only really hear it once I saw it. You can see the, the shadow. So the shadow of the oh. light that comes through the other cubicle. So if you like, look down, you just see the shadow of it happening. Oh, it's horrendous. And then, um, yeah, then I wanted to make the guy feel awkward for, for doing it as well. So then I, I left and then um, kind of washed my hands. And then I think he thought he left and then walked out. And then he walked out and then he like ran away really sheepishly. Um, so that that was that was kind of awkward, yeah. So I've, uh, that that's happened and people do that. Uh, I haven't seen this, but some people have gone into the... Um, like some people have gone into toilets while people have been like shagging in the shower as well, or all the toilet next to them while, you know, someone else is having a, having a shit or having a piss or something. So things like that, just no Romantic. one has any, exactly. Yeah. No one has any like standards or anything like that. Well, that was my next question. Are people then piping in a room when there are, well, I'd imagine yes. eight other people rather than nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's happened. Well, it could be even like because it could be someone that's obviously not in a different room, or they've just brought someone random, random back. How uh, obvious is yeah. it when that's happening? Uh, I guess it depends on the person, but a lot of the time it's very obvious. So what people will do is you get because um, it's all bunk beds, so someone will get a sheet and then yeah, you know, put the sheet over. So most of the people don't just aren't doing it like out in the open in general. Uh, I'm sure some people have, but. Um, so you put like a sheet up and then cause it, cause there are, cause it obviously, cause you, cause it, sorry, cause it's a hostel and most of them are quite cheap beds. Then obviously they're springy and shaky. And then, yeah, it's like blatant is it's like blatantly obvious. And again, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of similar to the snoring thing. It's just, everyone's aware of it happening, but no one actually has a, no one can say anything. So you've got etiquette um, to let them carry on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's the thing you almost have, it's kind of an unspoken rule. Like that this is going to happen. Just, just, just let it happen as opposed to the snoring where you feel really aggrieved by it. Um, but, but the, the, the piping, you kind of think, well, fair enough. Do what you got to do. <laughs> it could have been a double-edged sword and brought on some tugging. So fortunately you've been lucky there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, we'll see whether, you, whether you're, whether you're willing to get into this or not, but we'll, we'll go there. Natural follow-on from uh, the last question. Um, w- would it be fair to say you've been more successful with uh, the ladies in Australia than in England? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it would be. What more, are they I seeing? I probably couldn't get less successful. If I couldn't get any less <laughs> successful when I was in London. What is it about, is it, a Brit being in Australia, have you completely changed as a person since going over there? What do we need to uh, know? I wouldn't say Brit in Australia because a few would be English anyway. Um, it's, it's, it's all about the tan. It's the vivid, warm complexion. It must be because nothing Surely else. Surely everyone's got the tan. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the tan's effect on me specifically. Maybe that's why. 
I don't know. I don't know what it is. I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you. Although part of me thinks it's the it's the bar. There's this one bar in uh, in Newtown. It's called, um, um, and then that's the place that I've gone to um, for every first date I've gone on, and they've gone well. So I reckon it could be the bar. To the point where I was annoyed when um, this one girl I went on a date with suggested that we go somewhere else because Newtown was a bit far away. And that threw me off, and it wasn't it wasn't a good date. So I think it's all to do with the bar. This bar person's putting someone in the drinks. <laughs> it could be, yeah. <laughs> so I said to you before you went traveling that I don't really get the Australia thing. It's just a sunny England. What yeah. has been the main differences, or is it just a sunny England? Um. It's not a sunny England. Because if there aren't that many differences, it seems weird to go halfway around the world to do the same job, but be away from all your mates. So either you're telling us something, <laughs> or there is uh, some appeal to it. There's there's obviously some similarities uh, in the in the sense that we speak the same language. A lot of the cultures fairly similar. Um, but then there's, there's things you can do here that you, you can't do in, in England. Like there's rainforest, there's, um, you know, different islands like Fraser Island, Whitsundays, like all, all things like that are, um, amazing to look at and, and things that you can't do in, in England. Um, sure. Like as a city, you know, Sydney, you could compare it to London in the sense that it's a big city, a lot of people in business center of a, a business district but then it also had beaches and stuff so i guess you could pair it with barcelona on that side um but yeah so a lot of it's the same but then the the it's just a lot more relaxed here is what i say um it's a lot less the weather's a lot better i know you said like a sunny england but that that has effect on people's that has an effect on people's um morale life it's quite the money's a lot better over here as well um so that's that's one thing um and then yeah i guess just the traveling side in general you meet more people open more doors um so yeah i mean i understand your point in terms of the if you really want to kind of see the world or see something different or experience something different then doing australia's like east coast or living in sydney or living in melbourne isn't that's not what's going to do for you because you're just most of the time you're traveling with people from Europe, a lot of the time England, and you're going out with them on nights out that could be similar to a uni night out in wherever it could be or a student night out, wherever it is. So from that side, it's more about kind of the, yeah, the, the drinking element, um, going out every night, that kind of thing. I guess that's the main appeal that most people do it. And then also like it's just, just being at uni. Stay, uh, stay yeah. in a staying in a room with staying in a place <laughs> with a load of other people that are messy and then going on and going out every night uh yeah a, a lot of it is that um but then yeah also it's just an escape from escape from being at home i guess something different if you it like stops you from you know, getting in a job where you think, oh, I've, I've got to stay in this forever or I've got to do this forever. It like delays. It's kind of, I would compare it to going to uni almost. It's like you're, 
you're going, you're doing something where you go, okay, so I've got this for a year, I've got this for two years. And then, you know, if you went somewhere else after you go to New Zealand, you've got a visa for a year, it, it just keeps giving you things to delay rather than like where you get to a point where, okay, you, this is the rest of your life. You've got nothing else that's coming that you've got to complete. Um, I think that's probably part of it as well. You're saying about uni, I saw someone complaining on Twitter yesterday, which is something I've seen from going down with you and I've seen plenty of other people say that the main thing they took away from uni was that it really is a complete myth that girls are far cleaner and tidier than boys are. Yeah. When I would say that in a hostel as well, there's girls that, because obviously it's a mixed dorm, so a shared room with girls and then they'll just have stuff everywhere. Like all of their stuff is everywhere. Whereas I try to, you know, put stuff in, in one particular area. So it's easy to get, but it's one girl when I first got in there, like, uh, again, clothes just all over the floor, bags everywhere. It's because they have so much stuff. I also don't know how they get away with like traveling with so much stuff as well. Cause of all the like makeup and shoes and countless dresses to wear. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say girls are more messy than guys are. I don't know what kind of chef you are, but I assume you'd know how to season chicken, so I won't put that past you. I saw <laughs> something Doesn't on everyone Twitter know how to season chicken? You'd hope so. Well, this is the thing. So I saw a thing on Twitter the other day, and I think someone was um, getting ready to fry some chicken, so they had like the seasoning, they had um, flour and all the breadcrumbs and all that there. Um, and they were doing it, in the sink, like not in bowls, they had a pile of flour in the sink. They had the chicken just in the sink and were just mixing it all up in the sink. And it was like one of these, have a debate with my friend. Is this normal? <laughs> it's like, I don't, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of even if you've just used the best cleaner possible on your toilet seat you're still not going to lick your toilet seat and you're still not going to eat off your toilet seat and so no matter how clean you tell me your sink is that is horrendous yeah <laughs> that is a good comment that is a good um that's a good point about the toilet seat isn't it you could literally watch someone clean it to the most perfectly clean thing you've ever seen in your life you still want to eat something on it off it yeah you know what goes on there yeah, well, yeah. you've seen what truly can go on there. <laughs> you don't want to talk. No, I'm on about, you say someone's having a tug in the, uh, in the toilet. Oh, sorry. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Referencing yeah, back exactly, your own yeah. story. <laughs> I'm listening more than you're listening to yourself. <laughs> you are. The big, the big news then obviously is this virus. I mean, it seems the coronavirus. I find it weird when people are calling it COVID-19 because it just seems so much easier to say coronavirus. But yeah, yeah, there doesn't seem to be much panic of, over here in, in a like government sense. So where you are, is everyone in lockdown or is it still pretty chilled out? Because I know no. the NRL is still going ahead. I think we're probably less... Um, over here, it's less, um, yeah, less strict than than what the UK is becoming. I don't know what the word, not strict. That's not the right word, but less, more, well, more yeah, relaxed than the more relaxed than the UK uh, is. Even though you're 
uh, obviously back home is quite relaxed still at this point compared to like countries like Italy and other places in in Europe. So like all of the bars and restaurants are still open. The government, as far as I know, haven't um, you know said anything in particular. Like events have been cancelled. Um, like there's a this Sydney Vivid, I think, is a big event that people go to that that's been cancelled. Um, certain concerts have been cancelled. So big things like that have. Um, I don't know if you said the NRL. So is the NRL still going just without crowds? Or I don't, crowds I don't even know. I don't even know if they've got rid of the crowds. Um, yeah, I know. But... I know that. Um, so there's a, there's a team from New Zealand that plays in the NRL, and they're just staying in Australia, so they don't have to travel and don't and can't have any restrictions that way. Yeah, they're staying in Australia for the season, or until um, this all kind of hopefully blows over. Okay. So yeah, that's still going. I mean, I I don't watch the the football over here or know about that. And I know the the big bash crickets finished that finished a while ago now. So so now that's affected. But yeah, in general, like all the all the bars and restaurants are open. Like hostels, I do wonder. Like I'll say, I'm out of a hostel now. But I think about hostels. Like no one's going to be coming into no one's coming into Australia now. In general, no. I know. I know, I know yeah. a lot of people who just start traveling. And they've gone home now, but they've. I've, I think pretty sure Australia have said that anyone come anyone who comes in has to go into a mandatory um 14 day quarantine yeah uh so you know if you're going to go traveling you're not really going to do that so imagine people that are home probably aren't well i think that's people in general aren't traveling anywhere aren't they so um, I, they're going to end up being empty at some point but in yeah. general they're obviously a hotbed because they're full of people that are i mean okay they're they're all young people so they're all people that aren't really going to die from it but Still, they're going to spread it to people who maybe they go home, they have a granddad, they have a nan, whatever. So, yeah, I guess that that's a big thing. But uh, no, at the moment, it's still quite relaxed, apart from the people who are panic buying. So I've gone to so there's three major shops over here. So there's like Woolworths and um, Coles, which is kind of like Sainsbury's and Tesco, I guess. Uh, and then there's an Audi as well. Um, and I and since. Since I've moved here to where I am in North Sydney, I've gone to the, I've gone to the shops like almost every day, apart from one day I didn't go, and then they've just got worse and worse. Like the one time there was just no toilet roll, which I think is everywhere around the world now. Um, I mean, it but makes then, no sense. Yeah, I, I don't understand it at all. Um, I, My <laughs> mum saw two people scrapping over toilet roll, and that was literally in a local Tesco. <laughs> you think it's just like America when you see that, but no, it is literally my mum's fault. If it went into if it went into actual lockdown, then what what are you going to do with all that toilet roll? You, <laughs> you're not going to be eating, so you're not going to be shitting, are you? But yeah, I, I don't get that. Um, but yeah, so that like toilet roll, but then also like meat's gone as well. So there's no, you know, when you go to the you know where it's like fresh meat section where you got you know chicken breast, lamb, pork, what, whatever it is, they they've all gone the only thing that's left really is like breaded chicken breast you know the things you can just put in the oven quickly for 30, for like yeah, 20 yeah. minutes uh goujons that kind of thing so that's still there but no meat and then it's gradually getting worse so like there's all there's no porridge like a lot of cereals have gone uh all pasta that's all gone pasta sauces everything like that bread all gone um yeah so it's just you'll just have random there's just nothing that you can actually make with actually make a proper meal with it's just all random yeah. components that wouldn't that wouldn't go together like so, you're in like, the freezer yeah yeah exactly so those kind of things are happening like i saw 
one woman well people were queuing outside Audi so Audi opens a bit later than the other shops at 8am and there's people queuing down the street like queues about 100 deep um, queuing to get in and then to, to get stuff and I, I saw one woman bought um, 12 she had like 12 packs of baby wipes again because obviously she can't get a toilet roll so she's just bulk buying that um, yeah but in general they've been pretty relaxed but I think the issue is the one of the government people in um, Victoria told people to go out and buy buy food for two weeks. So that's just caused everyone to go out and buy too much food that they need. Um, yeah. But what's it like back home at the moment? Well, I self-isolate most of the time, so I don't usually see <laughs> this, to be you've fair. Been building up, you've been building up for this for years. Yeah, I mean... The, the first place I've been hit is when I've gone to stock up my fridge and Amazon pantry has run out of water. So that's my equivalent of going to the shops and scrapping. So I'm not too bad there. My mum does the shopping. But I did see someone say that they'd found a life hack and it was and they'd posted a screenshot of uh, things that will constipate you. And they say it's cheaper <laughs> to buy that than to buy the toilet paper. <laughs> and it's easier to get that than the toilet paper so that's the way around it yeah that's a good idea um but for the, i mean just from my work i seem to have an email every like 20 minutes about it uh, yesterday i was working from home um it's the only day i was in this week but i mean working from home you usually get a bit longer in bed because you don't have to get up and get the bus to work or whatever and yeah i had I had two phone calls before half seven just ensuring I was going to stay at home. <laughs> I think because I went to the races, they were just terrified that I'm going to infect the entire of the Grange. Yeah. Despite the fact I literally get off the bus, go to my desk, and that's pretty much it. But I mean, that that's, that's another thing that you look back, you look at it now, and it is amazing that the races went ahead when you think yeah. about how everything else has been cancelled. Like, it's absolutely amazing that that went ahead. I mean, my understanding, very limited, is that there's no, they kind of self-regulate if I'm not mistaken. So unless the government was going to officially shut it down, which we can get into, then it was on them basically to make a decision themselves. And it's like, if you have a decision to make, we're going to make this much money on the one hand or lose this much money on the one hand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a pretty simple choice, but the government seems to be doing all, but officially saying this is now against the law to do. So they don't have to cover any costs. So they say it, it, we extremely advise this to happen. So if it does happen, the other way then they can say oh, look well, we didn't give any set advice there so kind of you made your own mind up yeah yeah they're saying that's what's happening with all the like businesses because where they're not like being forced to shut then you either look like a scumbag staying open or you lose your livelihood by closing so i'm glad yeah. i'm not relying on that so you can i guess you you can work from home obviously because you have before um you're yeah, working, working sure in the least, work in the least, in the least sense. Um, but yeah, like, well, in terms of where you work, in terms of like within 
um, you know, not just yourself, but like Capita and, and the whole like insurance. Like, what, what's no, the, the contact? Be, what? I mean, Capita doesn't exist in the building anymore, but don't be dropping company names. Doing a Harper. Do they not exist? What, they, not, they don't exist anymore. They're not in the building anymore. What? Where's... Oh, Capita oh, R. Well, I, was anyway. to, I was trying to cover from you. Uh, okay, name, okay. okay. Well, you can blank out that name if you want. Um, but, uh, yeah, like what happens to like, well, you know, don't just make this that particular building then, but in general, like call center staff and customer service staff, like how are they going to, how are they going to work from home? They're not. Well, that's the thing. So they'll stay open until it's they'll officially open, said yeah. that you have to self-isolate. You have to shut. Yeah. Yeah. Get you. Um, and you see how bad it is if, if in working in a call center, if one person gets a cold. Yeah. So, yeah. Just watch through them. It will spread like wildfire. Well, I also, so I started a job, what, in three and a half, well, when this came in, so just, I was three and a half weeks in, um, so I still don't really know half the stuff. And then, yeah, just got told I have to work from home. So now, I think my company was one of the, because the company I work for now is a, a global company, so they're headquartered in the US, so they, like, took the US guidance first, and then, so yeah, just told everyone you have to work from home mandatory now, unless you, imagine, you know, there's... imagine you had to do that while you were in the hostel. Well, yeah, l- luckily, I get. <laughs> I, I don't know if luckily is the right, the right term, but however, yeah, it was the weekend. So I moved in on the weekend, um, and it came in on Friday. So yeah, there's no way I'd have been able to do it from the hostel. I wouldn't have been able to work. That would have been impossible. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, and then again, it, and then just from the the recruitment side of it as well, it's like it's like how are we you meant to kind of recruit someone for a role while no one can go in the office and you have to do it all over Skype or all over, um, you know, WhatsApp or, or whatever it may be. And then some people, apparently some people are like starting their jobs where they don't actually ever go into the office. Like their first day is going to have to be from home because they can't join the company. It's just mad. And then like, how long is this going to go on for? Because this could go on for well, months this, this is months. The next thing I was going to say. So, I mean, probably a good way to close this one out because i mean we may have to do another one of these so that there's no point just talking about every single thing in the world because we may yeah, have to call yeah. on your services again we may even have to get multiple people on so then we'll see whose internet is going to be uh the hindrance but is there any way we can do that there there is yeah uh, you can just do a multiple person skype call so oh uh, cool yeah but of course it's yeah. Not, not ideal but yeah yeah if we say then if we were to put together the ultimate self-isolation pack, so I sent you some questions yesterday, so hopefully you've uh, done this one at home, like uh, Art Attack or Blue Peter or whatever. And we're going to give some recommendations for Netflix, whatever. So if you are stuck at home, don't worry about watching whatever awful things on TV. Don't worry about there being no sports on TV because that's why I've had to watch so many films or whatever the last couple of days. We're going to tell you exactly what you need to watch. So first question for you, Sean. What is the last series you watched on Netflix? Uh, so the last series i watch i'll save this for another question because i know another question you prepared so the last one i watched would actually be in that one um okay but i can tell you the one that the one that i'm watching at the moment uh is elite 
If you have you seen right. that, it has been quite no. heavily prom- promoted. So it's a it's a Spanish one. Um, it's about this. It's a Spanish like private school. So like you know one of the top schools in the whole of Spain. Um, and then the first season, first season, someone. It's like one of those things, you know, with kind of big little lies where you know what happens, you kind of know something yeah, happens yeah, at the yeah. start, but then you don't know till the end. So it, it follows that kind of same line. So, you know, someone has died and then it kind of goes back in time and tells you the whole story leading up to it and then makes you think who did it, who did it and whatnot. Um, so then that's the first season. Second season is all about trying to catch the person who did it. And then third season, I've only just started now. Um, so that's good. And it's also good for learning Spanish as well. If I've, always, went, I've started to get into subtitles. If you went to a private school, would you yeah. lead with your middle name? <laughs> uh, no, I leave with, I'd lead with, the, with my first name still, but then I'd add the middle name into it. So I'd refer to myself as Sean, middle name. Sean Francis. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. I don't understand what it. your issue. I don't understand what your issue is. Well, if you didn't want to say your middle name then, then that probably tells us a lot. No, I only said it because we weren't meant to be doing names on this podcast. You can say your own name. It's when Harper's name in like a teacher's name from <laughs> three years ago. How? Why would a and teacher from your school it. from three years ago be listening to this though? It's Sean. You don't know who listens. True, true. Readership on the website is up 46% after Rory's tips and Kai's tips for the last month, so we could have some new people tuning in really? for the first time. Yeah. Oh, that is, that is impressive. We had one morning, Rory's tips were read in three different continents, so there you go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is what I'm watching. I, I've watched. You said that a lot. You have... played that down then. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, um, you know, I need to keep you grounded, keep you humble. With, with um, subtitles, so I've been meaning to watch that uh, Parasite film, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. I need to make sure I'm in the right light to be able to sit and properly hone in on it. Yeah, you can't, you can't just... Uh, watch with subtitles. No, you can't. You can't play football no. manager what is no, subtitles. No. You have to focus on it. Um so yeah, you have to be in the right the right mindset, like you said. And I watched two episodes of um, that the pharmacist. Um, haven't got yeah. fully into that yet, though. But again, I think that's one you have to like properly concentrate on. Um, yes, yeah, so it's again, it's not an easy watch, is it? No. So I watched um, Love Is Blind, which I think is still like number two trending on Netflix. I quite like. That yeah, I haven't that. got into that yet. Y- you need to. Can you talk me through? The, I mean, I understand that the the premise of them not so seeing each other, but what what actually happens? I mean, you you don't keep up with every person on there. So, say for the sake of me saying this, there's ten men and ten women, both on other sides of this massive mansion, whatever, and mm-hmm. it's split in half. And then throughout the day, they go into almost like a confessional booth. Like where where you can't see the person on the other side, and so you just have a date, but without seeing the other person there. And so you do this for, I think it was, I think it was ten days, but I'm not entirely sure. 
but so anyway, you do this for say ten days, okay. and obviously, as you go on, then say me and you were on other sides of the pod. There was a only male version of this. I've started charming you on these pods. You then, you're not going to want to go and sit in a pod with TK for some of these other days. So we're going to be having more time in the pod, just having our conversations. Harper, you don't, you don't, you haven't wanted to be with him after the first time he's gone there. He said something about your middle name and that was him done for. <laughs> Alex wasn't interested enough. So obviously you kind of, the people see who they want to be spending more time with. They build up more of a rapport. They get into more deep things or whatever. And at the end of the 10 days, if they like the person enough or they feel they have a connection, then they propose. And then oh, right, okay. they then go and see each other face to face. And then they get whisked straight out of there and they go on like a holiday together. So they're isolated together again, but they now face to face, they can do whatever they want. And then from there, they get straight moved in together. And then from there, they get married, and it's all in the space of like a month, I think. So they but propose. They propose before they've actually seen each they other. They propose before seeing each other. Yeah. So right. Okay. And then they can say, oh, "Look, I do or I don't." When they get to the wedding, but they don't say that until they're literally at the wedding with all the guests there, and they're stood at the front in front of everybody when they say I do or I don't. Oh, Jesus. So you have the savage thing there and literally even the people that you're most convinced with, you do feel incredibly tense while you're waiting to see if... Uh, yeah, yeah. The people seem shocked that like things aren't just as rosy as they are initially. So can they, can they, hear, can they hear each other? Yeah. So they're they having speak, a normal conversation, yeah. so you okay, judge on their okay. voice. And I, didn't know if it was, I didn't know if it was just like, um, you know, kind of like really, the circle is. Yeah, no, so in the first episode, um, this guy sits down with this woman, and after she's said hello or whatever, he says, well, I can tell from uh, hearing you speak that I think you're uh, African-American, as if that's going to charm this woman. And so I think their date lasts another, like, 30 seconds, and then... She says, look, oh, this isn't going to work. So people really do put their foot in it in there. Especially, it's, it's kind of like the auditions at the start. You get some good things there. Okay. One of one of the only things I will say is, from all the people, I know the thing is love is blind. Um, there's probably like two or three bad-looking people on there, objectively speaking. So yeah. They aren't going to be walking down there and look, there's some guy who's eight feet tall, someone's a midget, someone is 28 stone, and then they see if love really is blind. But you get the point. Okay, you, yeah, yeah, I understand. If you were in the pod with someone, you these people get well into it, so they're like crying and they, they're talking about soulmates before they've even seen each other. So they get well intense. If you felt like you had this massive, deep, incredible connection or whatever, how bad looking would they have to be when you see them 
for you to call it off, for you to say, look, love isn't blind. There is an element to this where <laughs> I do need to be. I don't know. It, it's kind of... It's kind of like a, it's kind of like catfishing, though, isn't it? Without the actual purposeful um, misleading. Yeah. So, do you think? I don't know. You'd be past. so. I don't know. Depends how how deep you. I can sometimes. I can kind of. I think I can picture it. I think I can picture if if I was put in that situation, but that's the only contact I have with people. Um, you know, the only contact I have when we're speaking to them, and uh, right I can see that happening. <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, you could just go whacking your mic, I think. Right, um, okay. So I've, I think I can picture it. I don't know. You'd have to. Uh, with all that pressure as well. I think I'd, I think for a while it was on TV, I'd, ha- I'd just have to go through with it. I'd have to go through with the holiday and then, I don't know, maybe get through a month and then. Yeah. But if you, proper fall for, if you proper fall for them, I'm, I'm not doing anything with the mic. You keep, it's like you're whacking into it. I'm not whacking into I can into cope it. with it, but I'm thinking of other people listening. You put it in people's heads. No, Sean, if you could hear it. No, you, it's your fault. So on, um, on, a, on a scale then, on a scale, so 10 is the image you have in your head of them. So okay. 10 is they walk out and they are like a dream. Zero is like the, the, literally a like flubber. Like literally, the green <laughs> thing from Flubber walks out, and that's what you've been chatting with the entire time. <laughs> Where on the scale of, uh, we'll say zero Flubber to ten, what's the lowest you think that you could pursue with? Um, maybe five, maybe somewhere in the, somewhere that's halfway. Okay. Easy answer, but I'll take it. I know. Anyway, I'm just kind you, of sitting you, on the fence, but. You do need to get on it because it is like perfect shit TV. Like it's got everything. Like you, you get wound up at people. You get well into other people's relationships, thinking you don't want them to mess things up. You get <laughs> tense on one, saying like she's too good looking to let this fall through your fingers. You don't know what you've got here. You, you'll get. Oh well yeah, it's the it. tense of like, not knowing, not knowing who. Not knowing yeah, even then, I mean, like, is, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think it's only like the first, I think it's like three of however many episodes is when they don't see each other. So then afterwards, then when you're seeing it and you're kind of cursing people, like, what are you doing in? We're boring you here. <laughs> no, I'm just tired. Well, we don't have long left, but yeah, love is blind. Make sure you get okay. on that. Anyone in self isolation, make sure. You get on that. So, next question then. So, would that have been the same question? So, like a gem beneath the surface on Netflix, something that wasn't massively hyped or promoted. Yeah, yeah. So that's the latest one I watched. Um, I say that as I'm on Netflix now. It says it's number eight in Australia, so maybe that means it's quite well known now. But not spoke not spoke to anyone about it who's watched it. It's Altered Carbon. Have you seen that? Okay. No, but I've, I've seen it advertised it. kind of thing. Okay. Um, maybe it's one of those where I said that I was there on the first season when it wasn't as, <laughs> as promoted and it didn't have Anthony Mackie in it, which is why it's probably getting a lot of yeah. lot of promo now. Um, so, yeah, it's really weird concept. It's so hard to explain. So it's this... It's this... Like, it's fut- futuristic where like a person, you're just kind of a... 
a chip, like a data chip, and then people's skins and bodies are well, they're called skins, um, and they can be bought. So like, you know, it's poor people have really old or not good looking people, and then the rich are, you know, young, yeah, yeah, yeah. good looking, fit people, and etc. Um, and and yeah, that that's kind of the, the the premise of what it is in the future. And then it's all about this one guy who is like the last of his kind who gets brought back to life after like 250 years and then he's got to solve someone else's murder so the way to kill people is you you like take out their it's called a stack i think it's called take out their chip and then like destroy that and then that actually kills them yeah but then again rich people have like backups and stuff and it goes on like that um but yeah it is kind of the latest one i've seen is Bit and as I said, it's getting a bit more promo now, but it was a bit under the surface when I first watched it, and that was the one that came to mind. The only other one I could think of, uh, again, is not one that I've heard many people from back home watch, is Money Heist, and that's Spanish as well. Have you seen that? I only know this because it's got Neymar in it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Neymar. <laughs> Neymar's in season two for like, he's a monk as well, um, which again is strange. He's only in it for like 30 seconds, but yeah, that's the one yeah. he's in. And again, that's that's really good. That's like proper. Um, once you get into it, like every end, it's one of those one of those shows. You know, like with yeah, yeah. the risk of being blasphemous, like Prison Break, where it gets you yeah. in at the end of every episode. It's like that. Um, so that's really good as well. So those would be my two under the surface ones. Again, they're not easy watches, but they're not too hard to watch either. I started watching Sixty Days In yesterday, which is kind of like it's an easy watch but with a bit of grit added onto it so they take seven 60 people days who, in yeah so they take seven it's from like 2016 i think so they take is this seven on Netflix? People, yeah they take seven people who've never committed a crime in their lives and they're sent they send them in to like uh, one of the roughest state prisons in america okay and they say uh, I know it's kind of like when you did like whatever it's called a like citizenship at school where if they wanted to put a PCA, film on. PSHE yeah. or whatever it's called. Yeah, 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 but they made you think of like an excuse for what, how that fits. Like you do in media studies as well. But <laughs> yeah, so basically they wanted to do this. So they send these people in and they say it's because the inmates are never going to snitch and the guards, they don't know who is corrupt, who isn't. So they send these people in so they can expose the flaws in the system. All the people in the prison, the guards and everything, think that there's a documentary going on where these people are going to, where the Netflix crew are going to take people out for interviews throughout the time. So this is how they can keep up with the people that are sent into the prison. Okay. But they're in there for 60 days, as the title suggests. And then you have the mix. You have like a Marine going in there. There's this one guy who is the guy that, probably gets you into it the most because you want to see him it go horribly for him he's a he's a like the cockiest bloke you could see like he's in there saying like oh what what's 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 the food like in there what size is the tv on the wall when he's going in and they put him in the roughest block straight away yeah so that's kind of how you get roped into it but no it's, it's there's three women and four men and that's how they go in there but the guards all think that they're just standard prisoners, so they get no special treatment or anything. And it's how they can get pulled out if they want to. It's just quite difficult to do. But okay. Some people you want to see break. Some people you want to 
will on to not do anything stupid, but it's it's very good. Okay. Yeah, I'll have a look if that's over here. Because that's another thing. Some shows that are on yours yeah. aren't on mine. Obviously, I know, because um, another lad I know that went travelling, basically the 90% of the messages I get from him are like, what film can I watch on Netflix, despite me not usually watching films on Netflix. But <laughs> I remember after ages picking one out, and then it wasn't on the Australian version of it. Yeah. So that mugged it. This is a slight tangent, but it remind, I remembered from earlier when you talked about the sport element. So there's, um, yeah, subscribe, again, classic timing, subscribe to the Optus Sport over here, which is where you can watch like Premier League and Champions yeah. League and everything. So I got it for like two weeks before everything was cancelled. But they've got this um, like classics section. So um, where they like have like a mini match and it's, um, you know, from classic games of the past. So like um, the Liverpool Arsenal 4-4 and, and other ones like that from the Premier League. Um, yeah. But they've got a Champions League one as well. So they've got um, the one only from like, last season and they've got one from like, 15, 16. So I watched the, um, I watched the Spurs Man, uh, Man City one, the one where the second leg where we go through and Sterling's goal yeah. is disallowed. Um, so I watched that again, which was good. And then I saw they had Tottenham Ajax. So I was like, oh, buzzing, I can watch that one as well. And then put it on and it's the first leg. So it's, <laughs> it's when Ajax win 1-0 at White Hart Lane. And that's well, what they actually... got as a classic match. There's actually a website um, called it's footballia.com, I'm pretty sure it is. Footballia? Yeah, and that has a complete catalogue of like every football match that you could wish for. It's got all the old like Maradona games, all the old Pele games, like everything that you could, uh, you can search by player, you can search by team or anything. You basically just have to f- sign up for free to their website and then you can watch the games in, with English commentary and everything. Oh, right. Yeah, you need to send me literally, a link for that. Literally saw it yesterday. Saw someone tweeting about it. Oh, amazing. But, yeah, I just I tried, tried to type that in, and all I could see was like, World Cup. There's a World Cup one. Um, Hang on, I've got it. Watch World Cup it, games. I've got it bookmarked on my phone. Foot, uh, it's uh, footballia.net. Footballia.net. Yeah, that's the one I'm on, but it's only showing me. Oh, no, hang on. You can browse by. Yeah, it just took yeah. me to the World Cup one, but you can obviously change it. All yeah, right. Dream so that is. On there, so that, that's got everything there. So. Yeah. That's another one perfect for self isolation. Yeah. Two more questions then. So, a film where you'd be outraged if you said to someone, you've seen this, and you'd be shook if they said no. So a film that you would say someone has to have seen. Um, you go first on this one. And then I still, need, I still need to think about this. So you go first on this one. There's, I mean, there's, there's plenty for me. I would probably say... It's hard to pick one, though, surely. Yeah, well, this is it's just kind of just a bit of fun, Sean. I'm not bullet to your head, like you have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Something you haven't seen this. <laughs> Less, uh, I, I would say. See, it's not that easy, is it? Well, I've got Scar- Scarface is my number one film, so that would be one where I would say you have to have seen it. So that would be my number one. If you want a lesser one, then I would say Back to the Future. So they would be the okay. two that I would go for. I've kind of I've mixed both of your questions into one when I thought about when I've seen the messy film I've also looked at it being beneath the surface that people wouldn't have really seen 
or know of. Okay. Um, so the one I have in mind, which I actually I actually recommended this to TK back in junior school for about a year, and he refused to say. He kept saying it was rubbish, even though he'd never seen it. Um, I recommended it to ages, and then eventually he watched it and said it was good. And that's Lucky Number Eleven. Have you seen that? I think so. So it's when uh, it's got. There's a, like, there's a film with a similar name, I think. Yeah, there, there is. Um, I'm there not is sure which one I've seen. And it came out around the same time. Um, it's there. One with my and dad. I think, and then I'm pretty sure um, Morgan Freeman is in both of those films as well. Or possibly Denzel Washington might be in it. Um, what's the the one I'm thinking of? Is Morgan the Sins Seven. one? Seven. Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. But I think there's a, there is also a film just called Seven as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is so it's about it's got Josh Hartnett, Bruce Willis, and um, Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman in, and then it's about this guy who gets mistaken for a guy. He just moves into an apartment, and then the guy who these two gangsters actually wanted had just moved out, but then they mistaken him for him, and then. It's a, it's a constant battle between the two gangsters who are rivals against each other and this guy that they both want, and then they fight over him, and then it kind of elaborates from there, and then there's a big twist at the end. Um, but yeah, so that would you be... You ruined it, though, saying there's a twist. I haven't ruined it, because you don't know what the twist is going to be. So then you'll be watching it, waiting for the twist, not knowing what it is. Um, but yeah, so that would be the, the good film, and it says, I took it as um, one that's under the surface that I feel people have to watch, because it is one of my top films that I put in I probably put it in the top ten that I've watched, but again, it's not the I looked at it as one that was under surface, so not an obvious one. Do you think more my respect w- needs my to be put on that. Ben Kingsley's name? It probably does, yeah. Although he had a Although weird looking on his IMDb, he in, he's got some awful films on here. When he was in that Iron Man sequel, that was a bit strange. Yeah, he's got some shambolic films. I'm just looking on his IMDb. <laughs> Christ. I'd put on the original question then that you meant. Something like Inception. I feel like Inception's such a that's on that my list big, to watch this week because I actually haven't seen it. Big film when it came out. It was like this is groundbreaking. Like similar, obviously it's not. A, it's a very different film, but similar to the way that you know, like Get Out was a very different film. Well, this is the thing. Inception's how... been hyped this much that I keep like going to watch it and think, no, I need to be like in a better frame of mind for this. I need to be more awake, and so I just delayed it countless times. Yeah. It's a big commitment well, as well. I'm pretty, sure pretty sure it's, it's quite two, a long film. It's two hours 28, so I was going to watch it last night and then watch yeah. um, Knocked Up again instead. So that's a good film. Good cast as well. Um, so yeah, probably you, that one. You still need to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I've watched clips of it and I've just never felt like it's that good. Put some respect on Matthew Broderick's name. I, I'm a big fan of Matthew Broderick. Famously a fan of the pod. Yep. And then finally, so we, yeah, a lot of people say that it's like an unpopular opinion. You see it all on Twitter, etc. And usually it's not an unpopular opinion. So there was the challenge. I think we did it on the pod a while back. Say a name a movie that you genuinely like, not one that is so bad it's good. Came out in your adult life post 2000, they say on here. So I'll let you count in if you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and is rated below 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So my one, you said post, oh, post 2000. Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, the one I immediately thought of 
it was one of the films from the famous three films in one day, uh, which is Man on a Ledge. Yep, great film. So again, simple premise. It is a film solely based with a man on a ledge, effectively. Um, but uh, yeah, in terms of what rating does it have, I'll make sure. It's got a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes, which All I think right. is outrageous. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's the have one you, I Have you rewatched it? Um, I, I'm not sure if I have. I have I There's some I films where I think it. that they were good. And then I think if I rewatched that, would it be as good? Yeah. I might do that again. I might rewatch, um, Chronicle, Man on the Ledge and the Grey all in one day again. Um, as, and see if it was as good as I remember it the first time. <laughs> do you know, can you remember what order we watched it? In? Yes. Um, it was... Chronicle first, yeah, with Kieran, then Man on a Ledge with TK, yeah, and then the Grey. We just watched the Grey gray ourselves. Uh, the last one know. we were we were on our own, so I think I'd the Grey was last. And probably if you rank them, I'd probably say it's Chronicle, the Grey, then Man on a Ledge. I mean, ironically, I know I've mentioned that as my comment, but they're all good. But that's probably what we probably watched the best one first. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Be, so that would be my one. What about yours? Uh, when I've said before, Never Back Down is the perfect one for this. Uh, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even thought. Um, oh yeah, of course that's got a low rating. Yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious is under fifty percent. Which I, I did think best. about Fast and Furious four at first because I know there's just so many of the films now. Yeah, I watched Hobbs and Shaw the other night. So it's actually quite good as far as kind of like your standard action film goes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's too fast and too too, too fast and furious time. is yeah definitely one of my favourite ones because that was when it was what, still still what the original um, yeah thing was about, isn't it about street racing and yeah. whatever because it, it's um the the plot for Hobbs and Shaw is the same one that you've seen 500,000 times with a villain wants to get his hand on a virus to infect the whole world and it has to be stopped so that's it and then it's just the rock and Jason Statham doing what the rock and Jason Statham do okay and another one which I just realized as I searched down is football factory it's got 30, 38%. Jeez. Although I can... Famously preferred over Green Street. No, because the, the ending is terrible. What's the football factory? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Fair. But it is what it is. That's what it says on the tin. Green Street is that... obviously a, a better actual film, the whole premise of it, but... Might start Just bringing that question is. in as a, as a little intro for the pod, and we can build a collection of underrated films, underappreciated gems. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good idea. But I'm definitely anyway, keen for you to get in a uh, get a pod on where there's multiple of us, but virtually, because this might be this might have to be the future of the pods anyway. You're a podcast where you have everyone in your kitchen could be classed as too much of a mass gathering. You might have to get everyone on Skype. You might have to invest in a stand-up mic then, because I don't know how much more I can take from you. Oh, whatever. Whatever. You need to, you you need to when they go on Dragon's Den and they say, "How much money have you invested in this business?" and they say, "Well, I've invested my time," and they say, "So you want my money?" 
but you've not invested your own money in this. Do you really believe in it? Do you really found- believe in you're, the pod? You're forgetting I was a founding member of the pod. But do you really believe in the pod? Yes, I do believe in the pod. I'm here all over on the other side of the world doing this pod. It's quarter to 11 at night. You wouldn't be doing yeah. this at the same time. I set an alarm for 8 o'clock well, actually, on a day actually, off. Actually, you probably would. Yeah. Uh, 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. What a chore. Yeah. On a day off. What a chore. And you weren't ready till quarter past 10. Yeah, because I was out making moves. You were doing niche. But anyway, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. Thanks to Sean for giving up his late night uh, after a busy day of work, working yeah. for home. And uh, we'll be back, well, hopefully we'll be back next week. So thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.